Hello, my beautiful beanies, and welcome to The Bean for Wednesday. First with yesterday's news, I and Glenn ZB were looking back at Tuesday. Um, obviously, some quite big news at the end of Tuesday, but before we got to that, uh, we were talking about whether this is just all in a, a COVID election now, especially in the wake of... Um, turn, it turns out the, there's a big cock-up with the flu jabs, but nobody seems to care. Um, the Eco Store. Uh, is a brand of supposedly environmentally friendly products, but they cocked up a, a an advertising stunt. And uh, we'll talk a little bit about dyeing your hair at the end of the podcast. But before any of that, yes, uh, we better uh, start with how the day finished, uh, Marcus, last night. But you just might be good for some of you to just stay on Facebook for a while and just follow the science. And that's one thing they've done very well in China. You know, they teach science. The people are upskilled. And as a result, they seem to be fairly good at understanding what they need to do to stop the spread. And they've conquered it. Other countries, perhaps without the focus on science or the more focus on freedom and conspiracies, not doing quite as well. Yeah, so the final message from Marcus there is stop focusing on freedom and be more like China. Is that what he's suggesting? Um, maybe. Uh, do you want this election to be more like a Chinese one? Where you just vote for the party that's in power? Because that's really the only choice. Is that what we've come to? One of this government's promises, in a long list of lofty promises, was zero suicides. Zero. None. That was their goal. Not only that... They were going to fix mental health. I'm not sure whereabouts the mental health part got ignored in trying to legalise cannabis, but adding cannabis to the mix in a country awash with mental health issues doesn't seem like the smartest idea to me. Then there's child poverty. They were fixing that too. And the rivers. They were going to be swimmable. The housing crisis fixed with 100,000 new homes. Light rail was coming in to solve all our transport woes. A zero road toll. And petrol prices were being reviewed because they were too high. And what have we got instead? Well, we got a new petrol tax, so we now pay more. Light rail's been cancelled. The houses, well, you know about the houses. Why do I raise all this? Because it's election year. And the only thing getting political coverage right now appears to be COVID. I do wonder how much the media are complicit participants in the Labour Party campaign when they seem to be content to stay on message with the government's COVID routine, that we are still in a health crisis, that this is indeed a COVID election. Here's the rub. Post the election, it conveniently won't be about COVID anymore because the news will all be bad. The economic hemorrhaging will have worsened. More people will be getting made redundant. The rubber will be hitting the road. Not a new road, though. They don't like those. Ihimotau will magically be settled with more money we don't have. Businesses will be asked to give employees extra sick leave. If the Greens get back, they'll be pushing for free houses for everyone too. But where's the accountability on progress Where is the report card on what this government has actually achieved in its three years and what it's likely to achieve in the next three? We don't see it because the message they want to keep blinding us all with is COVID. And here's the irony on that. They want polling stations on election day to have social distancing in place and hand sanitizer. They want us to download contact tracing apps. We are reminded constantly that level two lockdown is just around the corner, yet... I see out on the hustings in busy, crowded marketplaces the Prime Minister. Not social distancing. And I dare say not contact tracing each person stopping her for selfies in a chat. Why not? 
Why is she not leading by example? We're either in a health crisis or we're not. We are potentially on the cusp of a huge political shift in this country. And if we're going to stay dazed by COVID, we may find we just sleepwalk into it. Okay, so um, fighting talk from Kay Hawksby there, uh, listing off quite a few things uh, the government seems to have not delivered while they've been uh, delivering us from COVID, which it sounds like now they also haven't delivered us from. Um, but of course, uh, the other big thing that uh, they've cocked up was the, the flu vaccines, as it turns out. Uh, there was some bit of double talk around that stuff as well, wasn't there? And uh, Kerry McIver was holding them to account on that. People turn on you and accuse you of being disloyal to the team of five million, which I am so sick of that phrase. The PM and the Director General of Health have, in effect, misled the public on a number of occasions. And whether that was the incompetence of their officials or their officials were doing a Trump and just presenting them with information that they wanted to see rather than what was actually going on, I don't know. Maybe they thought they were doing it for the public good. Don't frighten the horses. Keep all the good little horses in their stables and they won't bolt. As far as I'm concerned, they have squandered the good faith I have put into them. Unless they can come up with a spectacularly good reason why the information they were giving out bore no relation to what was happening on the coalface. I'm just going to take everything they say at face value from here on in. Yeah, I was decidedly uneasy last night uh, watching the the uh, emergency press conference and hearing these phrases uh, come out again, the team of five million and... Well, that's suddenly there it all was again. Um, and suddenly I did, for the first time, I really thought, hmm, this, that, these do seem to be sort of big brother brainwashing tactics. And then I came in this morning and heard people ringing talk back, uh, repeating these phrases back to the hosts. And I, yeah, I'm starting, I am starting to actually get a little bit more uneasy about it all. Um, you, you shouldn't just swallow everything you're sold. In fact, don't probably swallow any of the products from the eco store because I think a lot of them are cleaning products. Is, is this marketing genius or is this an own goal? I think this is a bit of a marketing disaster, unfortunately, because I think um, what they've done is they've used a teaser campaign and basically um, trying to you know, instill some excitement. But the problem is they've done it in a negative way by using this word product recall and if that's teamed with something like plastic bottles and things that touch your body or you know materials that go into your body like you know a bottle um i think that's a very poor choice basically and uh product recall is the kind of word that freaks people out right or kind of phrase yep absolutely i think it was if they, they could have done this in a myriad of other ways and building some excitement i don't know you know you could have said something like the end of plastic as we know it, or something like this, and people would have gone, oh, that sounds exciting. When will you tell me more about it? But I think the use of teasing people was recall and then not having immediately access to what that recall actually means, I think, just creates anxiety. So I think it was if this would have been shoelaces or hairbands, it would have been maybe slightly different. But, you know, with products that carry food and beverages, I think that was a very poor choice. Do you think, Bodo, that this is an especially um, sensitive audience given that they are making a very deliberate choice about the product? I mean, this is it's not the cheapest product. It is a product that they that, that appeals to them for the climate or the environment or their own safety or whatever. So they seem like they would be particularly riled by it.
Absolutely, Heather. Yes, I like the way um, Heather just sort of tiptoed around the kind of people who buy, e- describing the kind of people who buy EcoStore products. Uh, yeah, these people are certainly, um, I would say, in the majority of them are active on social media about various causes. Uh, let's just put it that way. So you don't don't anger those people. Don't don't get them worked. Out. I hope I hope if if you are listening, you people, I hope I'm not angering you now. I love you. I just want to make that quite clear. Whoever you are, uh, we're just going to finish up here. Um, uh, are these the same people who dye their hair? I think probably not. The thing for me is I don't like my hair lighter because I feel it washes me out. I've got a very pale skin tone, right. so I dye my hair brown because it lifts. Good on you. Yeah. What if what if it was turning green as part of the aging process? Would you dye it then, or would you be as, just as happy with it green as you are with salt and pepper? Well, if you can find me a guy whose hair, when he gets old, turns green, then I'd be so interested to discuss it more. For argument's sake, it did. Is it? The, it's not the actual colour, is it? That that you're saying someone's got a problem with. You're assuming that they don't like the fact that people might know how old they are. They might just not like that colour, just like I don't like my natural colour because of what it does for my skin tone. You're assuming a lot about the reasons for dyeing their hair. Good on you, Cheryl. I I like you, Cheryl. Thank you very much for calling. Have a great day. Cheryl made a good point. Phil needs to zip it, says this text. What does it matter if someone wants to dye their hair? It's called freedom of expression, Phil, and freedom of choice. Thank you, says Matt. But this text uh, says, I totally agree with Phil. 100% I'm on Phil's side. Have you seen Tim Shadbolt lately? A perfect example for why men shouldn't die there. <laughs> well, no, I don't think. I think Tim's like you, Simon. I don't. What makes you think Tim dies his hair? He might be like you, mate. He might just come from a family where they stay dark all the time. I don't think that's right to suggest that Tim <laughs> might die his hair. I mean, I've known him a long time, and I've, I only ever, I've only ever seen him with dark brown hair. It's 22 <laughs> News Talk ZB. Yeah, I'm not really qualified to comment. Um, I've never dyed my hair. Um, My hair just died. I've been waiting um, since yesterday, literally since last night, when I saw the email with this bit of audio attached to it to make that joke. Is it worth it? I think so. I'm Glenn ZB. Uh, that has been News Talk ZB uh, for Wednesday. We'll see you back here again tomorrow.